Your samples phenomenal. Kirk Cousins had a good year. Quavo gets cooking. Boys, we're back. Uh, missed a week. Been burning the midnight oil at my sick-ass third-party logistics company. Love every second of it. Um, but it's been too long since uh, we got the OG3 back. Going to get back to uh, some of the elite one-of-one splitting gaps, splitting gaps podcast content. Um, so, yeah. Four weeks in. Kansas has a 4-0 football team, boys. Who would have thunk it? Football school. The Blue Blood Basketball School strikes in football. That's crazy. Tuck, I don't, I don't know where this came from. Like, they they weren't on anybody's radar. No. At all. It's – they had – I saw they just missed voting to get in the uh, AP poll this week. I don't know how – Regardless of if you think they're going to lose here, um, they have some tough games coming up. Iowa State, Oklahoma, Baylor all in the next month. But how does a 4-0 Big 12 team not get in the top 25? Um, I Well, it's it's absolutely biased. Can say, I mean, they have wins over Houston and West Virginia. I was going to say, Houston's a big win. I mean. Yeah, like so is West Virginia took Pitt to the wire and should have won that game. Yeah. So uh, if. It, it makes no sense that if we are ranked. If we eliminate the bias, which I know you can't really do because there are you go off the preseason rankings before having seen a team play. But if you were to eliminate all of last year, right, and you have are ranking the 25 best teams that have taken the field in college division one college football this year, um, Kansas is four and oh and. Beach, just to use you, they have a better resume than than Michigan in terms of quality wins. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the thing is, is like, you can, <laughs> many, embrace debate. How many times do you see these teams start really just hot, like in the first four games? Not Kansas. <laughs> yeah. I think the rankings, although like I do disagree with how you know you just sit in the AP and that just holds merit the entire season. I think you do kind of start to see that for the most part take form throughout the season. I don't think Kansas is necessarily like that great of a, a football team. I mean, I look at their conference. Are, are you still taking them over like Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma this year? I mean, like straight up, I'm not. I think those three, three teams at least are better than them out of the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just think – I just think the fact that they can't sneak sneak into the top um, 25, like there's no one you can throw in. Like Kansas State just got the nod um, after their big win against Oklahoma. Um, then you got the Florida State, the Wake. These are just the teams rounding out kind of the top 25. Um, but, I mean, a win this week and you can't keep a 5-0, and you know, Power 5 school out for too much longer. No, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, they're right on the – Cusp, obviously, and the top 25 team's probably going to lose next week, so they'll probably enter. But I, And know. that's where it. the other thing is, like, it doesn't really fucking matter at all. You know, like, there's nothing about them being ranked this week that would change anything because – I mean, you just got to keep moving. You know, if they keep winning, they're obviously going to move up. But I don't know. I, I, I do think they get slumped a little bit just for being, you know, not a contender really ever in games. You know, they just suck. Yeah, no Jason Bean this year. They've they've grown on from from Jason Dude, Bean. Yeah, that was I, – I forget who they were even playing. But actually, no, I think they brought him in for one play, and he ran like a quarterback keeper for like one yard. 
something like that. The quarterback must like lost his shoe or something. So they had to go to like their last option is Jason Bean. He's, he's about as bad as Petrus. So they do know you, that's. Do you remember last year against Oklahoma, they were playing with them and he had a clear path to the goal line for a touchdown run. And he just on his own stepped out of bounds at the one just yeah didn't willingly. <laughs> just willingly stepped out. I've never seen, I've never seen that, but um, team, Another team not on the radar much preseason, that is, that's looking very dangerous, the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix Jr. has made the trip out west, and, um, dude, they look like they might be the, big, the best team in the Pac-12, um, I don't know maybe about better that. than USC. They're certainly pretty good. I think they're, they're a good football team. I well, don't know. I, Penix is solidified – or. He's solidifying his NFL uh, taste. I mean, I was looking at Mox the other day. They got him going in the first round now with they after these first game. four games, which is interesting. Right. But the rest, I mean, I think USC is overrated personally, and they're going to trip up one of these days or one of these games coming up. But if I like, – Is I Oregon State good? What, they, not really. They no. just squeaked past them. And I know there Didn't, people yeah, are Oregon talking State about won, their like, defense. Two games last year. They literally won two games. I could definitely see Washington going like 11 and one or something and winning the Pac 12. But yeah, no, it is. I mean, that just, that kind of what we were touching on all this transfer portal. It's a quarterback who, I mean, Indiana is, gar- is a bad program, I think. You, go, you can go out to Washington now and you're on a good football team and it's working out for them for sure. <laughs> I guess, I guess the, there's a vaunted Beaver defense that um, I wasn't privy to. Um, in Oregon State, but um, they had Caleb Williams all out of sorts, and it was kind of a weird game. Obviously, the the better team ended up winning, and and USC escaped with their lives. And being a Notre Dame fan, I don't feel right shaming teams. Like a win is a win, you know. I mean, of the top contending teams year in and year out, Notre Dame probably has the most of those games. Where like. I mean, you look back at the 2012 season, squeaking past Purdue and and Pitt, you know, like not good teams and you win, but just survive in advance kind of because you need the undefeated or the the one loss season. But I think they're an interesting team to watch. Uh, I think it makes things interesting in the Pac-12, um, especially with um, Oregon. I mean, they had that loss, but um, Oregon and Bo Nix looking reinvigorated. Yeah, after the um, mop by Georgia, they look like a different team. Uh, mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, the Pac-12 is not a great conference, but there's got a couple good teams. They're better this year. Pac-12 is definitely better. Much this better. Year. Much With, better. If you got Wazoo going in and beating Wisconsin like pretty handily, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's just and Wazoo's a middle of the pack. Well, they, I mean, they just took Oregon to the wire, but they're a middle of the pack team. So yeah, this is probably about the most ranked the teams big, they've had. For, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Or but, just um, even like kind of team sniffing it because UCLA's 4-0 too. Like that's a bad 4-0, but they're uh, they're playing Washington this week. So that, that'll that be interesting. Friday night, I, I mean, believe. If, if UCLA wins that yeah. game, they're they're ranked next week. So Oh, UCLA, nice. Yeah, we got yeah, a good I, coming up next week. I think that's on Friday, that game. That Washington game. So yeah, little, uh, Friday little Friday that's... night. Yeah. Friday pack perfect actually. So um moving right along, game of the week, I think. Um 
there was a lot of craziness came down the stretch. Obviously, Arkansas, um, that crazy handoff um, return touchdown that ended up fucking everything, and then the kick that hit off the top of the goalpost. I've I've never seen that before. Hitting off the very top nice. of the upright. I've I've never seen that. That was heartbreaking for the for the Hogs. But game of the week, I think. Beachler, your boy, your your brother from another mother, Sam Hartman, almost solidifying himself as a honestly as a candidate for a statue in Winston Salem. Yeah, I mean he the team is right there, you know. I I mean they were great all last year. I thought they they had a couple miscues last year. They lost like a shootout at North Carolina, and they've been good this year. You know, obviously they played good against App. And I mean, App's been really well, doing really well. I thought they could take the step and beat Clemson. It was a shootout. It's what, you know, I expected at least. Sam Hartman's legit. He runs that RPO very good. I love it. Uh, I think they'll, it sucks they're in the same side of the division as Clemson. So, you know, that was kind of their, their big game, I guess, before the big game. They don't really control their own destiny, so to speak. But, you know, definitely a team up there that could, you know, run the table and, uh, you know, get a good bowl game, but I was gonna say if uh, what's it called? I'm not very uh, learned on Wake Forest pedigree as a program, so I really don't. I just looked up their most famous players. You, it's Jesse. Can... It's it's Jesse Bates is like their most famous player <laughs> of all time. So if I mean they lost that game, but if they get a rematch with Clemson or something, and this Wake team does something, they're gonna be like telling stories about them in Winston Salem for the rest of their lives. Just. Just it was the team. Sam but, Hartman came back from almost his death. Yeah, the the uh, the the twenty twenty two Demon Deacons really made some noise. Dude, they but, got I off mean, to a slow the, start too in that game. Yeah, for sure. I don't think Clemson is all that. I think, you know, I keep thinking about how this college landscape is going to shake out because, like, to me, it's like okay, Alabama and Georgia are looking like two clear favorite for the playoff spot and then you look at okay michigan and ohio state are looking good reasonably you're probably going to get one of them in there and then you look at okay like in the pac 12 is someone going to run the table there and just hop in is, is clemson going to get in from the acc yeah uh, i, I, I do interesting i agree doing what the big 12 is doing and just shooting itself um but so they're probably out but i'm kind of wondering Kansas. yeah but they don't look that impressive, you know, Clemson to me. I, I just haven't really considered them to be even on, like, the same level. as They just don't look like a playoff team to me, honestly. I mean, Kansas is probably already closest, just being 4-0 and with a less than a, t- a one-hundredth of a percent of winning this national championship. They're probably the closest anyone's come um, to the, was it, 07 Florida team that won both um, <laughs> football and basketball. Yeah. In the same year. Um, you got to think that some of that momentum that's out there in Lawrence is kind of carried over into the football squad, um, which is fun. I like seeing, you know, I like seeing a team that is, I mean, to be fair, one of has been in the bottom two or three power five programs in our kind of lifetime. This is oh, the Kansas absolutely. football. Um they're down there with, I don't know, U of I has been pretty fucking ass. Vanderbilt. Um, 
yeah, those are the ones that stick out. Um, Oregon State's been pretty fucking terrible too. But, um, yeah, I thought Sam Hartman might have enough in the tank. A couple balls bounce a little differently there down the stretch. And um, Clemson is on the outside looking in for the first time in a while. But um, like you talked about, Beach, and you brought it up, uh, I think, on our preseason episode about how where do you value different um, conference championships, mm-hmm. assuming – and you're kind of – so far you're right on with a more bolstered Pac-12 lineup. Where do you rank a USC and a Clemson that might have a very similar resume going in with the conference championship? Um, you know who's there left on the table that can – that can ruin the bid for both is Notre Dame. It's the Irish. Yeah, they're there. They still have to play two of the inevitable, probably three conference champions they have to play this year. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be unless Washington, um, if Washington keeps it up, then there's a chance they take it. But other than that, I think it'll probably be Ohio state. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. We still have a long season to go, but, that was an interesting point that you brought up beach. Like if all these teams like take care of business in the regular season, like that could, this could be like the first time in a while where there's a terrible snub where there, yeah, there's a terrible snub or there's more teams than not that deserve it. Like usually there's like one team that like sneaks in like Notre Dame last year. So, you know what I mean? Like a Michigan state, like five yeah. years ago, just like a random Washington. like that Washington. Exactly. But like I- if, has the playoff committee ever had like six teams that like really deserve it? No, not no. Like the first that... year, they kind of did with like TCU and Baylor got like jumped. Remember? Oh yeah, kind of between them, and then they got jumped by Ohio State. So they've kind of had that before, but I look at it interesting too because then they have the the play like the actual playoff rankings that come out, and obviously like, the then top six, to- yeah. You have that more data and stuff, but I look at the rankings right now and you have Ohio state and Michigan ranked three and four. So if that holds true, like that's not getting resolved until the last week of the regular season. And then why doesn't the big 10 then get the same benefit of the doubt as like the sec when like they're, they get in with the one loss team that doesn't play them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that that is going to be the talk this year. So it sucks. Like that... a one a one loss Bama or a one. I think it's because the SEC yeah. though they and there is the bias, but I think it's because they've been able to trade losses like Georgia and Bama. Yeah, when they when they've traded losses, it's been possible. Um, I think if like Arkansas can take down Alabama or something like that, um, and then you can see maybe. Um, Michigan beat Ohio state and somehow it could turn out that way in the big 10, very unlikely. But if Michigan and Ohio state were able to play twice during, during the year, um, I think it'd be possible, but it definitely leans to the, just because who is normally at the top of the, like I, it happened last year with Bama and Georgia, you know, where they, they traded and they. I know they have a good thing going. They don't really have to. None of them. They both ended with one loss, right? I'll take this one. You take that one. How about it? Yeah, the Big Ten. The Big Ten would have to separate Michigan and Ohio State. Well, I I guess in the current climate, for it to work out, you know what I mean? Yeah. If if like God forbid some fucking juggernaut Iowa team comes along, like, but that's never going to happen with the way those teams are uh, that are on the other side of the Big Ten. Like, there's no. 
there's no teams like that. Whereas on uh, what what is it, Big Ten East or West? Yeah. The East. East, the legends, yeah. Whereas, the leaders. Like, you could definitely, you could definitely see, uh, like a Penn State having some really good team or something like that one year. I feel like that that's the problem for the Big Ten for it's sure. It's crazy that that's like the one where yeah, you like see, Illinois on the other wow, side. Wow, the same side <laughs> of the division is so top heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Big Ten West is terrible. Yeah, I, yeah. I like Minnesota coming out of it this year. They handled State, dude. Mel Tucker gonna Mel Tucker, huh? I don't know. I, I don't really know. And obviously, like, I'm biased. So, you know, state fans are always going to take us with a grain of salt. But, like, I don't like state. I don't – I think – I think Me neither. Michigan's always the better team. And, you know, I've always said they play the game tougher. You know, that's why they always grind at some of these wins. But when I hear this, like, tuck coming crap, I mean, like, what – what is – do you really think, like, this guy is your coach that's going to help you? Well, they just gave him a fucking shit ton of money. Even For no reason. <laughs> yeah, and you're in the same side of the division as Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, James Franklin. Like, those are just three names on the same side of – Three better programs, yeah. Yeah, that people would rather play their ball at right now. So I He, just, at best, would play third fiddle in that division yeah. most years mm-hmm. under, under this contract. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're having to compete with those three teams in recruiting and they just can't compete. Yeah. They get, and they get the guys that slip through the cracks that are still good players, but Ohio state, Michigan and Penn state are getting all the blue blood, you know, blue chip recruits coming out of this area for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I, I just, I don't think state's very good ever. I just think they bring it against Michigan. And I hate it because, like, I mean, Michigan could have had a perfect season last year if they just fucking took care of business against them. But I think we'll get some revenge this year. Any other um, big, maybe high impact for – I did have one thing just kind of looking at, you know, you always hear that Tennessee and Bama play – I think it's third third Saturday in October. So I was looking up like when that is. That's in a couple of weeks. And just seeing Tennessee in that impressive win over Florida at home, Neyland looked rocking. Uh, I don't know where that game is at, but that's looking like a nice top 10 matchup right now. Uh, I mean, maybe Kentucky or one of those teams we were talking about earlier and Clemson or SC slips up. But, I mean, they're sitting there at eight. That's a, that's a good matchup. Yeah, and I mean – I think I saw that Tennessee had lost like 16 out of the last 17 to Florida. Some crazy, crazy number. Um, Josh Heupel's a great coach. They they have a good team, dude. It's at Tennessee. I'm telling you, that's going to be a good game. I've noticed, I don't think like the teams like Bama and Georgia and Ohio State Remember when I talked about like closing the gap? I think right. I'm telling you, I think it is because I'm not saying they're all equally talented. I think there's certainly better teams that are going to win the game for the most part by the margin you think they should. But I mean, I don't feel like they're blowing the doors off. Like Bama used to just walk. I, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that take 100%. And I feel like it's gone the other way. Like you said, talk about closing the gap, but I think. Georgia is wide in the gap a little bit on Bama. Like this, this Georgia team looks absolutely dominant. But even like, they, against Kent State, I mean, they they didn't like flush them. Yeah, but the, I mean, 
that was what their one slip up in four games and a slip up is them still winning by like 30. Yeah. Like I still think Georgia will like handle Florida. I don't know who else they have really left on their schedule, but um, no one really, honestly, it's not, not a great Georgia doesn't play a great schedule. So I guess they're going to be tested that much, but I could, this could be the year where Alabama would lose to a Tennessee or an Arkansas or honestly, I was just going to say that because like you look at that side of the sec is so much better. Yeah, for sure. Hendon Hooker, dude. Heisman moment. He yeah. might be the guy in the SEC this year. Bryce Young won yeah, it last all, year. Yeah, he, Ole Miss Ole Miss is 4 0 too. <laughs> just looking at this, I mean, uh, Ole Miss, you got to play. Arkansas is a good team. Auburn, Auburn Bama's oh yeah, yeah. but Bama, they, they, always, they, they, they get up for the Iron Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and then Texas AM's a good team. I mean, that's loaded. I am excited to see Georgia, Kentucky. Uh, too. I think Kentucky's a good team. That's yeah. That that's Georgia's task for. Oh yeah, they, uh, they yeah. almost slipped up against the uh, the Northern Illinois Huskies this past weekend. But um, this is what I was saying on Saturday. We had that game on for a bit. Wanted to see my Huskies. It was tied at halftime, fourteen fourteen. And I think the mark of a team like Kentucky, who's kind of been on this rise over the past four or five years, into a you know a pretty respected program especially having to play in the sec which it's like well if kentucky was playing in the acc over the last couple of years it'd be them and and clemson every year but they don't get that they have to play in the sec but they're playing niu who traditionally plays good teams pretty well um rocky lombardi holding it down as per usual um <laughs> for the decal boys but i'm watching and i you know what i saw out of kentucky that leads me to believe that they could play in a game like that is they made a lot of very good halftime adjustments. That's what good teams do. They make halftime adjustments and they were clear on the field. You're like, wow, this is a different team. And they took care of business. They didn't blow them out, but they said, Hey, we need to figure this shit out. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And then they come out and they execute and they take care of, you know, a gritty ass Mac team. That's something that you, don't see from teams from pretenders. You know what I'm saying? And it was clear where, you know, this is a team that they're big, they're strong, they're fast. They're not as big, as strong, or as fast as Bama or Georgia, but they could play in a game like that. And Kentucky is definitely a team to watch. I want to get down there actually um, this year. Uh, Georgia comes to town, I believe, um, in a month or so, maybe five weeks. That would be a fun one. But, um, yeah, I did want to just say Hendon Hooker for Tennessee might be the Heisman frontrunner right now. Um, what he did against Florida, one of the biggest rivalries in college football, 22 of 28 for 340, 349, two tutties, on the ground, 13 for 112, and a touchdown. Um, that, is a, that is a game that immortalized him already in Tennessee, a, a school that has been starving for yeah. a season like this, for so many years, they get dominated by their rival Florida virtually year in and year out. You know, those fans are crazy. All they want is a return to glory in Knoxville. And um, Hendon Hooker might be the guy that gets them, you know, over the hump. And over the hump means in the SEC beating Bama or beating Georgia. <laughs> so well, I'd love to see that. Because he's got to play. 
He's got to play Bama and he's got to play Georgia. He plays Bama at home October 15th and then at Georgia November 5th. I mean, if he wins those games, he's sitting in the first seed in New York. Oh, I mean, yeah, if, but I mean, I don't know. Are they, is Tennessee ready to take that jump? Not once, but like twice. I mean, that's basically asking, it wouldn't be in that order, but beating the top two teams in the country, you know, like. Yeah, that would be where I, maybe this year with another conference having their champ have a slip up, they could split, they could lose one of those games. They'd obviously have to beat whoever in the championship. Um, or wait, who would they? What's that? Is SEC on Georgia? I mean, it's Tennessee on Georgia's side. Yeah, they got Georgia and Kentucky. So, so they, they, they would have to beat Georgia then and lose to Alabama and then beat Bama in the championship. Because if they lost to Georgia, such a gauntlet, would... dude. Holy yeah, God. I know. Tennessee's actually got the hardest fucking schedule. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they literally have to play at LSU, Bama at home, Kentucky at home. At Georgia, that is an insane schedule. Well, the emergence, top. the emergence of these middle tier SEC teams is is pretty awesome, I think, because it right, just makes yeah. these these games are all going to be good. Now, every week there's going to be a good SEC game where it's like, oh. oh shit, like Ole Miss, Ole Miss is playing Arkansas or something like that's that's going to be like a and that's a game you never really gave a fuck about. Ole Miss yeah. is favored by six and a half at home against Kentucky this weekend. That's and that's going to be a great game, I think. <laughs> It'll be a one score game. That, yeah, I don't know. That's that might be our underdog pick of the week. Yeah, the SEC is actually pretty crazy this year. I mean, the SEC West is pretty junk outside of Bama and I mean, Arkansas and AM, I guess, but yeah, and AM. I mean, could you imagine if AM wasn't slipping? I mean, obviously, they just beat Arkansas, but if they came out, out out of the gates a little quicker and a little faster and didn't drop that game to App State. Like, we're yeah. kind of skipping over them because of that loss. And I don't think they're they're not as advertised. They're not the juggernaut that we thought they might be coming into this season. But no. we aren't even really throwing them into the mix, and we're talking about basically half the conference as top 15 teams in the country yeah. right now. I mean, they're sitting there – Right at 17, so. But yeah, yeah. The SEC's nuts this year. And um, future SEC member, UT, Horns were big time down this weekend. They absolutely shit the bed. Yeah. Kind Lost of to the Red Raiders. Horn in, in Lubbock. Lubbock. Yeah, that was an AIDS yeah. game. Sark is I think, yeah, scrambling. what's it called? They're, the whole team got is deflated with Ewers hurt. I feel like, yeah, they, I know I that know. game to Bama kind of was like, wow, we really was, almost. I mean, the air, the electricity was there. I mean, Ewers was so fucking good, dude. I I think, yeah. I mean, it sucks. What have they dropped two now? Texas is it two losses. Yeah, Bama and Tech now. Jeez, I mean, yeah. I have them over not eight and a half, so they better. Right the ship. Get get Sark on the horn. Remember when I told you Michigan and USC both over nine and a half. I mean, the the fear with Michigan was was maybe a possible slip up to Iowa. That's this weekend. Do you think Michigan loses to Iowa? Um, It's hard to it's hard to beat good teams when you can't put the ball in the end zone. So um, I think worst case Michigan um, 
Michigan beats them by, you know, 13 points in like a then they crazy got gritty Penn State's game. It's a good team this year. Oh, that excites me. But Michigan plays them at noon. Uh, yeah, they play them at noon. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What is that? You said that Michigan game's this week against Iowa? She plays Iowa this weekend. Yeah, at Iowa. So I guess we, I mean, again, Michigan's good. They've looked fine, but we don't know much. They they haven't been able to play some of these teams yet. So like Maryland is is a decent team. Like that was a decent. I think Maryland's win. a pretty solid team, honestly. I mean, no, two- I, I I'm not saying they're ass. I would tend to agree. They look like, good. Yeah, these they look good last weekend. Of, uh, these next couple of weeks will be telling on on what Michigan really is. Honestly, yeah, I mean they're, they not, play, kinda... they're not playing UConn anymore and stuff. <laughs> no, I mean. Like, I... I'm glad they kind of – I was glad they played Maryland when they did because I thought Maryland was like a pretty good kind of test team. But, uh, you know, they kind of passed with flying colors. Real <laughs> I quick, I have a question for just the, the, the folks on the call, which is you two. What is the benefit or, like, why – how could you justify UConn keeping a football program? Like, why – why not just invest all of that money back into your basketball program at this know. point? You're the worst division one program probably in America. Like, and Ever. they, yeah. they get scheduled to play a team that has a full roster and consistently gets 60 bombed. Like for years, every single year, this happens. Like, I just feel like from a, yeah, from a kind of, pragmatic point of view it's like wait why don't we just scrap it and have the most funding for a basketball team in the country because all we have to do is pay for basketball i don't know they're a joke dude they're they're worse than a lot of like the fcs teams oh yeah they they wouldn't win most they they probably wouldn't win an fcs conference a single one (laughs) yeah i there's no way i agree yeah (laughs) they'd probably go winless in the sun belt they go winless everywhere else. Might squeak one out. I don't know. But, yeah, that's who Michigan played. So, we'll see if Maryland just – we'll see what that kind of means Maryland more. I think Maryland – I le- I tend to lean that Maryland's actually a decent team this year. Yeah, for yeah, I agree, for sure. Tagovailoa is pretty good. I mean, they should be 6-0 going into the Penn State game, which is at home, and then they have a tough – I'm hoping it'd be sweet to have Ohio State and Michigan or and Penn State be top ten teams, you know, down mm-hmm. the um, But that's how it always is for Michigan. I mean, unless they play like some game like ND or something, yeah, they're not really playing a breakout schedule to begin with. I mean, it's kind I, of a joke that we don't have that game every year anymore. Yeah, I don't really know. I I remember something with like some contract was like we're just not gonna play or I, you know I what I think it might be is ND schedules teams from coast to coast so they can recruit out there, and I think they might have kind of been under the impression that well, it might be more advantageous for us to schedule home and homes with Georgia and Clemson and Ohio State and these other schools and get out there in those regions, you know what I mean? And yeah, and get I and dip their toes in out there and like change it up a little bit. Think about it. I think they just didn't think Michigan was gonna be at the level of like the programs you're kind of naming. Like they've really gone out of their way to schedule playoff teams like Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. 
I just don't think they thought Michigan would fit that mold, but you know. I mean, you've kind of waxed us in recent memory. I mean, what the last time we played was three years ago. Yeah. Um, and you guys fucking it, dominated us. Yeah, it was a it was a gap between those two games and then Notre Dame and Michigan split. So and now there's another gap. So it yeah, it has been what's it called? That that rivalry does need to come back. Like if if you're consistently splitting or trading games, like it's always they're always competitive. Dude, that is like the rivalry, bro. Like the oldest yeah. rivalry. Like it needs to I be played. Wait for the brand. I mean, they're two up north teams with like great stadiums. I mean, how I, I I mean, put it like the second week, first week. Like, why not? Notre Dame just goes at Ohio State and then Michigan at home first two out of con- conference yeah. games. So just um, like, join the Big Ten already. I guess you're just trying to play, you know, you know, play theater like you're you're we're gonna pretend we're in the SEC and just run the gauntlet of all the schools in our region that are good. They're just fewer and far between up north. Yeah. I just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm all for these good matchups, but I just think it's just like more of a rivalry game. Like, so, yeah. Like when Pitt and West Virginia play, like. And they got rid of that for a couple years. Yeah. Like you just should be playing, you know, it's just kind of like a handshake deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't need all the bureaucracy involved, you know, but. I I don't, it's got to be good for business. I'm going to run through uh, before we get into some NFL, cause I do want to get into some NFL. Um, I do want to run through some of these matchups for, uh, for this Saturday, because it's definitely our best, um, best slate yet. Um, I'm just going to throw these games out and you guys tell me who you like. All right. Yep. Um, Minnesota giving 12 against Purdue. Purdue to cover. I kind of like Minnesota to cover. I think they're just a better. It's team. in it's in Minneapolis. Wait, is O'Connell playing? I don't think he played last week. Depending pending that, I haven't seen. I think he's out. Week. I think he's kind of indefinitely out. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see them winning by two touchdowns. Um, ooh, Illinois, Wisconsin. A couple of years ago, Wisconsin it was having their best year. Wisconsin's only a seven-point favorite, but Illini is crappy this year. I gotta take the um, Wisconsin stinks. under. <laughs> Whatever the under is, under <laughs> twenty. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an eleven o'clock. I, dude, I don't know. Illinois has been playing tough this year. Yeah, I kind of like Illinois to cover that. Seven, seven is definitely the right number for that game. Um. I'd probably go with Wisconsin to win by win by 10. Michigan giving 11 to Iowa. Um, Michigan. Michigan. I, yeah. like, I kind of like the over in that game. 41. Yeah, I kind of like over. Okay. At the, yeah, I, I don't know. I We'll see, I guess. <laughs> so two teams, two teams coming off easily. Um, their biggest wins in a while. Tech and Kansas State. Kansas State is giving eight points. Um, tech to cover. Yeah, I like Tech to cover too. Well, Adrian Martinez is kind of a beast too. Yeah, he's playing good. Eight just seems like a lot of points. It is because it just breaks the threshold of the one score yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I kind of yeah, I kind of like Tech to lose by a touch. You know what? I, I don't know. They could win this game. Right, yeah. All right, Marty. <laughs> it's not, it's not like can't. 
It's not like Kansas State isn't, uh, yeah, tech to cover. It's not like Kansas right. State isn't fucking we're world ender. St- we're still on the 11 o'clock slate. Kentucky Ole Miss. Um, Kentucky to win outright. Yeah, Kentucky's t- six and a half point dogs. I like Kentucky outright as well. I do too. Look at us. Consensus. Um, 2.30 to kick off the 2.30 slate. We have, I think this will be a very good game. Um, to kind of, you know, little uh, palate cleanser after just a raucous 11 o'clock slate. Uh, Wake Forest, Florida State, two teams that are uh, definitely on the come up. Um, Florida State is favored by a touchdown. I know, it's criminal. I mean, Wake Whoa. So much Forest, I, I was ready to, uh, what's it called? If, if Wake was favored, I was ready to take Florida State, just prime letdown spot after a heartbreaker at Clemson, but Wake to cover that. For sure. I, mean, I think I got to touch that. I mean, what are they money line? Last year, Wake beat them 35 to 14. Yeah, it's because they're a better team. <laughs> um, money line, Wake Forest uh, is plus 210 right now. So two to one. A little Kentucky Wake money line underdog. Oh, God. Holy juice. <laughs> Don't tell me, Marty. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be a good game. I like, I actually like Florida State, dude. I like what they got going on this year. Um, yeah, Norvell's a not good a big. Yeah, not a big fan of the program, but I like seeing them scrap. You know what I mean? They're not like they weren't handed the top seed and they're not uh, they don't have the refs on the payroll calling bullshit P.I. calls at the goal line to uh, to save the game against the Irish. So, um, yeah, I think I think Wake covers for sure. Um, I think that game goes down to the wire. Uh, Moving right along, another top 16 matchup, Oklahoma State Baylor. I love um, Oklahoma State in the revenge game. They're Baylor's given two and a half as the as seven seeds seven spots lower. They're two and a half point favorites. I Baylor to cover Oklahoma State. I guess I would cover that one. Um, I like Oklahoma State. It's a revenge from last year's conference championship. They have to redeem that. Yeah. True. Yeah, I, I don't That's think they will. Another two thirty. Yeah, we are gonna be going after it on Saturday. Oh, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas looking to keep their four and zero run, move it to five and zero. They are three point dogs. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, Kansas is everybody's sweetheart, but <laughs> what, don't you think this is just like prime? Yeah, Iowa State letdown spot. Yeah, shows them, shows them who's who. You know what I mean? They had their They're their season. Yet. Yeah. I have a buddy at work that uh that had like uh some money on uh on Kansas Kansas's uh win total this year. And yeah, he, he was I've, I've heard it was three and a half, I think. He he already, two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he hit it week three, he hit it and he's like, Fuck dude, I gotta wait till the season's over to for this to cash still, which kind of <laughs> sucks. Um Yeah, I think I like Iowa State. Somehow but I Kansas, do hope Kansas, Kansas keeps it alive, dude. And they take away all the wins. <laughs> I guess that might be why if they vacate yeah. the wins. I, I don't think maybe. I don't know if that's how it works on a sportsbook, but then uh SMU'd. I could um then we have better. Bama, Arkansas also at two thirty. That's Alabama a- is seventeen and a half point favorites. You know, I kinda talked about it where I feel like they're not what they used to be. I don't know if Bama wins by 17 and a half at Arkansas. I can guarantee you they won't win by 17 and a half. 
I don't think no, they, no <laughs> just, I, I, they won't just, win by 17 and a half. They might they, win by 17 or 18. When they played Texas. I don't know. Like, I just don't think they're there, you know. I think there might be a one point. Uh, what was it? The the one point safety or something where you get a safety on an extra point. That's my prediction. It's happened once in football history. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that somehow that somehow gives them the, like, the, the six one game. Yeah, that's that's my bold prediction. That see, yeah, I think the, the, the reason safety. the reason I might ride Arkansas um, is just the way they play. Like they're the way they play the game does not. They might not win every game, but it's hard to blow out a team where KJ Jefferson and the boys are holding the ball for 38 minutes because all they do is run. You know what I mean? They run it. They eat clock. Unless you unless you score a couple of defensive touchdowns or you're just scoring early. It's hard to it's hard to win by you know three touchdowns against a, a, such a run heavy team that can move the sticks on the ground. So I think I like Arkansas there. Yeah, I'll I'll be taking Arkansas to cover. Actually, that's one I'm actually going to bet. Like yeah. I can't. Yeah, I like that a lot. I got a fat parlay juicing up here. And another interesting game. Um, this one going. I think it might be the last of the games on this elite slate. North Carolina State against Clemson. Clemson is six and a half point favorites. Um, under whatever it is, forty and a half. Damn. So they, yeah, okay. that's probably so Clemson's get... lowest total they've ever been in, dude. Damn. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that low. <laughs> no, I really wanted. <laughs> Jesus. To pick, I really wanted to pick NC State with some points because I was hoping it was over that touchdown threshold. By the point. I, I don't know, but part of me thinks, hey, Clemson, I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be. I think they have a game. I'm wondering if NC State at home is the meltdown. Uh, I'm going to see State points. Yeah, I so I think. Was more. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting spot for me. I think Clemson covers, honestly. I think they win by 10. Um, I don't think NC I, – I don't think either of these teams are as good as um, they might be led on to – one oh, might be led on to believe. Um, yeah, so that's that's the slay. I mean, ton of good games. Um, and then USC and Oregon rounded out for the, the ranked teams, both about three touchdown plus favorites. Um Wanted to get into this NFL a little bit. We have much. Just we weren't here last week. Um, did you guys see that unreal toe tap by T Higgins? Yeah, yeah, that was such that was such a job. Do you guys understand the rule? Because the, the one motion of the heel coming down or something. Yeah, like I I just can't Gosh. see how. I I was just like. If the toes immediately represent inbounds, assuming possession of the ball, in one case, how is you know how is it not the same? Yeah, like if, if shouldn't that not matter? Shouldn't it not matter if it's already a catch while his toes are down and he's possessing the ball? Like in that instant, he has possession inbounds touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is all of a sudden a motion? 
a difference. You know what I mean? And the other thing is, there is so if not he, indisputable yeah. evidence that his heels even touched the ground. It was one of the most miraculous things I've ever seen. First of all, he caught that ball about 12 feet in the air, and he comes down with about half a foot possible to touch his feet. And he gets them down so quick, gets his toes in, and it almost looks like his heels never even hit the white. You can see, you don't see any beads come up and then get shoved out. Uh, he's been getting headshotted all year and to get that touchdown taken away, he's, he's been getting jobbed this year, T Higgins, and he is a special player. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just don't get the, like, I just don't get that, how it doesn't, it's not immediately a touchdown in one case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, no, I agree. Don't make sense. And then they just, yeah, that's the, that's literally the NFL. There was one that was like, there's no way this is a rule. I've never heard of this in my life. And then it's like, oh, but that's a pivotal play in the game now. What? There's also been, it's funny that you can tell what was discussed at the league meetings every year. It's like, what penalties they want to call this year. Yeah, exactly. The point, how about how many times blocks, have you guys seen the, the, the blocks on defense? Downfield, dude. They've called the a new, new downfield. Whatever they pick is the point of emphasis is, all right, this is what we're going to call the most flags of. Dude, I've, I've seen in college I've seen a lot pros, of defensive holding. I've seen de- legal man down. It's run like, plays. where are these penalties coming I've from? I've seen man downfield happens every play now. Dude, I've seen so many defensive holdings on run plays, and I've seen about in every other game I've watched a, a legal block on the defense. In that Iowa State game last weekend, they were getting fucking hosed on a play where this guy's shedding off a block above the waist, and he gets blown for an illegal uh what is it fucking chop block like yeah they definitely do they're like all right boys um this is what's on the docket this year it's like fucking cops pulling people over they just got to hit their quota for defensive uh illegal chop blocks um beachler your lions frisky Probably should have won that game on Sunday. They're a good team. I think they just don't know they're good yet. You know, they're young. And I mean, those that to me looks like a young right there. Like that seems like, hey, we're going to like we lost that because we are inexperienced as a team. Uh, I, but they're good. You know, they have a great offense. I remember my biggest takeaway after playing the Eagles was, hey, you know, the Eagles are a really good football team. I think we're going to look at this at the end of the year and say, wow, that was like a barn burner. That was a matchup between two good teams. Yeah. I Well, the whole, whole thing with this Giants – or the Lions, too, is Hutchinson's a complete difference maker on defense. But look at what lost them that game. was. I mean, their secondary is complete Swiss cheese. Yeah. So that's – they obviously – they made the pick to address it two years ago with Okuda. And they're he, not there yet. I mean, they're just – like, Frisky was a good word for it. Like, they're just showing they're, like, young but, and talented. And I think, like I – mean, They could be 3-0. and A couple – like, they could easily be 3-0. and yeah, Not easily, but – up a little bit. I mean, they're just – I could see – yeah, at the end of the year, I think the Lions have a top-10 offense because, dude, Jameson Williams isn't even back yet. Yeah, so they're without Jameson no. Williams. Him and Amon Ra are going to be filthy. Check in and be, be their second-best receiver right away. He's going to – what there's gonna be no more Khalif Raymond on the field, you know what I mean? They're gonna be yeah. raw. 
Dude, Jameson Williams is going to be nuts, and he, he I think he's coming back like week six, so I mean. They already have more weapons in Detroit, even with no Jameson Williams than the Bears have had in like six years, dude. Yeah, like I it's know. a joke how we literally cannot hit on one skill. I mean, Cole Komet might be the worst starting tight end in football, honestly. Yeah, he's terrible, I, dude. I hate to say it because I liked him at Notre Dame. He was, I don't. in terms of Notre Dame tight ends that we've produced, he's mid. That have that have dude, gone wh- to the league. Why? Dude. But I don't understand. They're top draft when, he was at, when he was at Notre Dame, he was a beast. Never dropped anything. Comes to the Bears and just forgot how to play football. I don't he, understand. He, it, if he just, if he catches it, which is a big if, he fumbles it. And yeah. the other times he drops it, he misses a ton of blocks. Dude, Justin Fields must hate him because he gets shredded on the outside, missing blocks, and can't lay one for the quarterback. Justin Fields. I've, I've seen some, you know, stats and, and stuff along the lines of other guys that are putting on now, like Hertz and, and Allen that had similar kind of struggles and similar stats, their first, you know, handful of games in the league, but dude, he is just so just fundamentally unsound on, on balls. He's trying to push down the field when he actually does kind of like throwing off his front, like throwing off his front foot, like pushing it on, on balls just that ducks, just step dude. up. He like, throws so many yeah, ducks. Ducks. We not polished stepping up in the pocket at all, which is like, I get that's something you kind of get the feel for, but dude, you played at Ohio state and fucking threw it 30 times a game. Like you, st- I watched you step up in the pocket for <laughs> uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of time in college and look good doing it. Um, it might be jitters. It might be nerves, but um yeah, I don't, I don't care to talk much about the Bears. The Eagles, though, uh, are they the best team in the NFL? No, I'm not sold on them like that. I think they're a great team. I think they're going to win the division. I just don't – I mean, people were talking about the Eagles posing that question. This is, dude, I, can think of, I can think of three teams I'd rather take in the NFC right now. Like, do you really think – now the question is, can they play a good regular season and get, like, the one seed? You know, then you got home. Haven't come to Philly, yeah. Century Link. I mean, that's a different story. But I mean, like the Rams, great team. The Niners have a complicated offense when they get that moving at the end of the season. I mean, the Packers, like are you, you said, you said three. I think two personally right now, and it's the Rams, Rams and the Bucks. I think the Eagles are better than the Packers. I'm just saying in the mix and the Niners. Like there's like yeah. five teams where like you think like, whoa, this is a pretty. Usually you look at it and it's like this is a pretty stacked playoff bracket. Anything can kind of happen. So for yeah. the Eagles, just put the yeah, Eagles- kind of like how yeah how San Francisco was in the championship game last year. Yes, kind of. So kind of. To, I think they they'll they'll be tough. I just think unless they get that one seed, I don't really see them kind of holding this. I don't see them as like the best team in the NFC. Jalen Hurts is the man. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, if if he continues this and has his Lamar type season, that breakout season, then he, I think they're the best team in the NFC. Then, dude, if, if that's, he if that's the case, he and his numbers are deflated because teams haven't because their defense has played so well. He's put up he's put up insane stat lines for a game and a half twice this year that he really virtually did nothing the last two weeks in the second half because they were just running the ball because they were up so big and the other team couldn't punch anything in. They look really good. Um, Devontae Smith. 
They had nine sacks last week. They have cake schedule too, which I think is – Yeah, the NFC least. I will say how they're playing right now and with Dallas being how it is, maybe they'll get better with Dak. I mean, not that they're not doing great. Cooper Rush isn't lost as a starter, but they're definitely a better team with Dak. They're looking like they could sweep the division right now. I mean, that's yeah, definitely. Right yeah, there. they're far and away better than every other team in that division. I don't, I don't see the Eagles losing to the Giants. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and I don't and they just, they just absolutely murdered Washington. So yeah, I don't see them losing to them again. So I penciled that in as like six wins right there. I mean, they're definitely going to win the division. Uh, well, it's crazy. It's crazy just looking at the roster construction. How much better it's gotten too. You go and get AJ Brown for a mid a middle first round pick and he's top what 10 receiver in the NFL you add in Devonte Smith who's got a full year of the NFL under his belt and is now more comfortable you Looked have fucking, fucking insane last week dude they they took they Looked took like Jordan he was back Davis, in Tuscaloosa like the biggest man in college football on their D-line to pair with other guys who Fletcher Cox Fletcher Cox fucking Brandon Graham they're not they're getting nine sacks last week and then fucking they got big play slay in the secondary. It's like yeah. all over the they field. They got and guys. Lane, they got guys all over the field. Lane Johnson's a fucking blue chip left tackle. It's it's crazy. Philly Buffalo Super Bowl. I need it. That'd be crazy. Yeah, the two the two most raucous fan bases. That'd be something for sure. Um, one uh, one team I wanted to talk about Eagles um, because I do think just everywhere you look, every all three phases they have guys all over the field um the jaguars have about a 45 point differential plus 45 in the point differential last two weeks against two teams that are thought of as playoff teams and um it was just fucking absurd what they just did to uh to the chargers that was absurd 38 to 10 yeah i obviously what they the Chargers are the walking wounded right now with fucking and and that was with Herbert playing too. Mm-hmm. So get, the Chargers are not in a good they're not in a good spot right now. But yeah, that I mean Lawrence always showed it in college, which is why last year I guess with the whole he was in a terrible situation with Urban getting lap dances and fucking that's that's tough to go down to Jacksonville as a number one pick quarterback. You know what I mean? But. Dude, Trevor Lawrence in college was like God. He was literally God. And so it didn't, it really didn't make a lot of sense where it's like, dude, why was this guy who was unbelievable and could make every read and make every throw? Like, why does he all of a sudden stink when you've seen other guys who were lesser than him be much better than him? So it does make sense that he's made a second year jump. And I think, dude, Doug Peterson's a good coach. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Mm-hmm. He kind of got, they kind of ousted him out the door in Philly, but. So I think that that was like the perfect hire for Trevor Lawrence. If he can unlock some things like he did with Wentz, dude, Wentz had an MVP season. Under yeah. Doug Peterson. I dude, I completely agree. The defense been staying on their head a little bit. I mean, 10 points yeah, Tra- to, to Trayvon Walker looks great. Yeah. Honestly. We, we kind of shit on that pick and I still think they probably should have taken Hutchinson, but I, I don't know. He looks pretty good. Yeah. And um, they play, they play Philly this week. So a big litmus test to see if these were just two kind of flash in the pan games or if they're going to be maybe the 2022 winner of the, of the AFC South, you know, I mean, there's not much there, so it could be theirs. Um, Other than that, um, I just think it's, I think it's kind of a cool full circle that uh, 
the two undefeateds. Um, it's Tua and Jalen, kind of, yeah. kind of back. Yeah, you know, obviously that that story. Damn, was, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That That's story was crazy. massive. Um, Tua coming in for Jalen, and then you know Jalen going down to uh to Norman. Um, Tua has proved everyone wrong. That kind of shit on his arm, his arm strength, his accuracy, him being a lefty, which doesn't really work with a lot of the offensive schemes these days. Um, Miami is a fun ass team and um, you literally can just see what speed does for a team, what youth can do for a team. And they're just throwing the ball around the yard and they just want a scrappy game against probably the best team in the NFL um, with a play, one of the most just embarrassing plays I've ever seen happen. It's hard to, they overcome bounce, yeah, that. they bounce back and won. hard to overcome <laughs> that dude. And they did. So I think obviously Philly and Miami are the two stories right now in the league. Yeah. Um, I also, I wanted to add too. we, the division that we anointed as the greatest of all time has been knocked down a lot of pegs too. You know yeah. what I mean? Chargers I, one and yeah. two. The, the Chiefs just lost to the winless Colts. The Raiders are 0-3, and the Broncos are look horrible. So The Broncos I, are – it's it's like SOS in Denver right now. Like, how quickly are you comfortable getting rid of your new coach? Yeah. Is kind I of, I think, what's going on there. Like, he brought in – he brought in a guy to coach for him. Yeah. In the booth, yeah, I know. dude. Yeah, what is that? He's, inco- he's so incompetent. He I don't is, know why they made that hire. He is reeling, and it's when it rains, it pours in places like that where things aren't working, and you know, people start getting on you and they're asking questions. And well, you just, you know, gave baby basically the biggest package ever for Russ, and you're not using him, and Russ isn't playing well. And what are what the fuck are you doing? And like, and Denver, Denver's a massive NFL market, too. It's not like he's doing this down in like Tampa Bay or something or Jacksonville, you know, like. That's this is like a storied franchise with multiple Super Bowls, so yeah, for sure. That People are calling for him already to get the yeah, fuck out, which sure. is never good, especially when you were. This was supposed to be the year, you know, you got all the young weapons, you just got a Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, and it just does not look good at all. Um, even though they've they're what two and one, um, probably yeah. the worst two and one team I've ever seen. Uh, they have the Raiders. I think the Raiders get their first win this week um, against the Broncos. Yeah, I don't know what. I wonder what that spread is. They're favored. <laughs> the the uh, Raiders are. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. I'm sure they're they're going to be getting a lot of action too. To be honest, even though that's kind of weird, but um, other than that, Mac Jones goes down. Patriots might be done. Hopefully, yeah, they're maybe. Yeah, they're they're toast for sure. Well. What the hell are they going to do against the Dolphins and the uh, the Bills? Nothing, yeah. Yeah, and like when, yeah, they're going to get fucking mopped, yeah. And other thing is Rodgers, after that week one, uh, he's already making that Dobbs kid. He's going to coach him into like a great 1,000-yard receiver this year, you know. Um, so they'll be fine. They'll probably win the North uh, again. But – um. Yeah, it's pretty early still. Could have been could have been something if the Giants were able to win last night. There's there's a lot of weird kind of sus plays down the stretch there. But um almost 0 and three. Cooper Rush looks good, dude. Cooper Rush is a good quarterback. 
mean, he dropped an absolute fucking dime to C.D. Lamb. Couldn't have handed it to him any better. He just drops it, a sit, like a 45-yard. Multiple dimes. Dude. Multiple dimes that game. That one, that was a beautiful throw. No, no, you couldn't possibly throw a better ball. C.D., you're, I don't understand how anyone can drop that, let alone your, you know, Dude, my, my had, Mike Irvin. C.D. Lamb, first touchdown, 25. He would have won 250 on that, and C.D. just dropped it. Oh well, I'm sure he was. He had some choice words for him. Um, but he was elated. He wasn't elated, that's for sure. Still a lot to see. I mean, Jameis is full James, going full Jameis right now, um, with just the comedy picks down in New Orleans. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't know who who is their head coach. It's. I don't um, even know who it is, but it's. Wait. Oh, it's Dennis not- Allen. Oh, okay. It was one of Peyton's coordinators, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much down there. I mean, the F- Mariota is going to Mariota wherever he goes. He finally started throwing really the ball to Kyle Pitts, dude. Fuck. But yeah. Cordero's running like a fucking ma- bat out of hell still. Good thing Nagy didn't know how to use him at all. He's running like 10 yards a carry fucking down in Atlanta. But – yeah, that's Atlanta stinks. I they're they really need um what's it called? They're they're I th- they're gonna get a topic. They're gonna get like they need like Bryce Young or something to to get the ball to fucking dude. Drake London actually looks good. Pitts is he does look good. A beast, but they they just just the rest like that's that's two uh like weapons in a fucking I don't even know what an analogy is. Just, I don't know pile of shit like whipped cream on dog shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and I mean, if you look at the rest of the team, it's there's nothing like on, weapons have never been the problem in Atlanta. Like they always have fucking elite playmakers. You know, the problem is always putting together a sound defense that has both a front seven and a secondary, having competent play calling, and um, so they're gonna need that. They're gonna definitely they're they're definitely gonna be one of the, one team, of the team. Or, or, I guess they I guess. took fucking um, what's his name. Last year, fucking Cincy kid. Um, um, I'm t- tweaking on position? his name. The quarterback. Oh, Ritter. Yeah, yeah I it did, but I they they drafted I, I a backup quarterback. Players. He's gonna be yeah. a lifetime journeyman. He just he reeks of journeyman, like fucking Josh McCown level journeyman. Um, G- Geno Smith. Yeah, but um, other than that. Don't have much. I uh, can't wait for the college football slate this this weekend. I think it's our best one yet. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for coming out, Mark. Yeah, for sure. All right. Kirk Cousins had a good year. Quavo gets cooking.